Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss trust. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Hello. Hello. It's fucking gray. It's fucking gray. Day 75. It's gray outside. It is very gray. And I, before we started recording, I was telling Nina about how much it confuses my body. And, you know, anytime I start to get like fancy and like, you know, think I'm somebody, there's nothing like your body being confused that it's a little bit darker one day to humble you and being like, I'm nothing if not a simple animal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, oh, you think you're fancy, huh? Nope. Like well, you're down, confused. <laughs> yeah, you're confused that it's a little bit darker. That's actually an interesting piece of what we're talking about today, which is trust, right? Trusting yeah. that your body will tell you when dot 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 it's time to do something, not do something, slow down, speed up trust somebody, not trust somebody. It's funny. I was thinking about, you know, preparing for today and I have some definitions for us. And I was thinking about like, I mean, I don't think it surprises anybody, anyone who knows me or has listened to any of this that I have trust issues. And I was like, what do I really, what do I trust? And something we're thinking about and part of what this episode's actually going to kick off for our community and for all of y'all is the whole month of March on the Soul Unity, we're going to be examining the topic of trust. As of right now, we're still figuring out what that means, but we can tell you that that's what we're going to be doing. There will be a themed month. What that means, what it looks like, I don't know. Why don't you stay tuned and see? We'll all be so excited together about that. But I've been thinking a lot about about it and what do I trust? Like, and what do I think about it? And yeah, the bod and nature were two things I kept coming back to of like, ultimately, when I feel really confused or whatever, it's like, yeah, I do. You know, like, how often do you debate with someone? I mean, you're probably not this person, but I feel like with other text chains of women, we're like, I'm just so tired today. I don't know why, you know, versus just being like, you're allowed to be tired. (laughs) I'm the one saying, my husband does that all the time. He's like, so weird. I'm tired. I'm like, (laughs) it's not weird. I'm like, you need to stop saying it's weird. You need, like, he's busy constantly. You know, yes, he's either witnessed it. Or chopping wood or cooking or like running an errand. And I am not that way. I just, I don't have, I don't have it in me. <laughs> no, you and I were like parked on the sofa, which was perfect. <laughs> and, and crying to a documentary or, or laughing at movies and going, yeah, Sonic and pretending to chase my own knot while he would like come in and be like, I made a whole table. And we're like, literally, <laughs> we're being emotionally devastated on the sofa. <laughs> my mom and I had like 17 <laughs> snacks today. Like we did homeschool, but we were just, we're just like chilling. We walked outside for a minute. My was like, yeah, let's go back inside. I'm like, really? We've just been out for about two minutes. He's like, my clothes are wet. By the way, they're water resistant. I was like, I don't know that you're going to be a skier, honey. And he, I'm like, he's like, my clothes are wet. I want to be naked. Like, let's go back inside. I'm like, okay, fair enough. But 
Yeah, totally. I think that's a, a huge part of our culture is how shocking and also thinking something's wrong, immediately wrong. Yes. If you're tired, yes. like I must have cancer. <laughs> it's so true. And I mean, as someone who had cancer, like honestly, I mean, I was 26 and thought I was tired then. Little did I know I would get into my 40s and really learned what being tired was about. But yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong. Okay. So I have, I have two definitions for us. Well, I have a lot of definitions, but because I find sometimes when we choose these words, it's kind of funny, like whether it's Oxford or it's Miriam or whoever, I feel like sometimes their definitions are like, I don't know, trust is, you know, to trust. And you're like, guys, that's not actually. You tell me. You're, it's like well, they're, they're like, like you look know it, look it look it up <laughs> they're like you know it's like when you trust and you're like uh-huh and what does that mean and they're like i mean it's trusting and you're like you're just giving me different forms of it were you high <laughs> when you wrote this <laughs> well it's funny i was like laughing with my therapist about that about like you know I was telling her about having, you know, taking a high dose edible and having, yeah. And it was like, and she was like, we know you don't need edibles to have a breakthrough, Anna. I go, I understand, but I overserved myself and really went on a journey. And she's like, how much did you take? I was like 80 milligrams. She's like, oh, dear God. I was like, no, Christine, I'm really telling you I went somewhere. And she's like, I'm actually really impressed. You were productive and did a lot. I was like, it did something to my ADD brain. Like, I don't know, because I agree. I was like, there's so many times I thought I had deep thoughts stoned and then reread them. And it's like chicken nuggets. Good. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, add ketchup. Yeah, I'm like, oh wow, so transcendent, Anna. Okay, but so Oxford this time has for us definitions from Oxford languages. Trust noun, a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of something or someone. Law. An arrangement whereby a person, a trustee, holds property as its nominal owner for the good of the one or more beneficiaries. Example, a trust was set up. Verb, believe in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of. I should never have trusted her. I think we know that the Oxford people had some stuff. Archaic, allow credit to a customer. All persons are forbid to trust sailors. (laughs) Okay. Then our peeps over at Merriam-Webster, they have for us essential meaning of trust, a belief that someone or something is reliable, good, honest, effective, etc. Our relationship is founded on mutual love and trust. Two, an arrangement in which someone's property or money is legally held or managed by someone else or by an organization such as a bank for, for usually a set period of time. Okay, full definition of trust entry blah 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 assured reliance on the character ability strength or truth of someone or something one in which confidence is placed i thought that was helpful because it started to get us somewhere trust is a verb from Marion webster to rely on the truthfulness or inaccuracy of believe but i felt like when i was looking at stuff the one that i thought felt 
the best was assured reliance on the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something, Hmm. or one in which confidence is placed. Because I feel like, I don't know about for you, but I think it's hard for me to trust on a deeper level, but on a surface level, I think I'm pretty good at sort of, I mean, I think sometimes I almost come across as like naive or gullible or something because I tend to take people like at their word, you know, like if that's what you're telling me, then by all means, you know, that's what I'm going to go with. And I feel like some of that's because my relationship, I've always been sort of like, the person pointing things out and like it didn't always go well. So like a friend of mine, uh, an old friend of mine, my mom all the time used to be like, he's gay, he's gay. And I was like, I I mean, he's not saying he is mom. So I'm, I'm not going to go with that or assume it, you know, she's like, he is, he is. I was like, I don't know. So then fast forward many years later, he comes out and she's like, I told you. And I was like, you kind of missed the point. Like, if he didn't identify or see himself that way at that point, then like what good was it to sort of like really pursue the, like the truth in a way. Mm. So I found, I think sometimes like as someone who really gravitates to, to the truth and seeks it and is sort of like always sort of concerned with like what's true or what's in reality, what's not blah, blah, blah. It's been interesting to me that I then have this like kind of tricky relationship with like, just trusting. So, yeah, I think it's interesting that you said that people would, you know, see that about you or if they've listened to this. I don't agree with that. I mean, I think that you're definitely, I think it's hard to regain your trust is what I think. Mm. That's interesting. Maybe. Yeah. I think no, that's it's what I said, Anna. It's the word of God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. it probably it probably is, to be honest. You know, I think because I also think like dis- dishonesty is is tricky. Like sometimes when we're being dishonest, like it's not intentional, you know? And I think as I've gotten older, it's been hard for me to know sometimes when someone was like truly being deliberate and like being deceptive or, you know, being malicious maybe, or it was like calculated in some way versus like they just fucked up like they're just being human you know or like self-deceit you know self-deceit yeah. is just such a huge part yeah. of why people lie to themselves and they're by others you know for sure and I had a I dated a dude that was a was he was real big into self-deceit and Sexy. I mean some yeah some could argue it was his favorite thing you know and it he taught me a lot about that that I was like my god he's like fucking lying to me and then I was like oh he's not he's lying to himself so of course he's lying to me by default yeah and you know it's funny that you bring that up because I remember being so upset when you know really it was one ex-boyfriend in particular broke up with me I, I was I was convinced I could like control it and make him see what was there thank god I didn't by the way but in the moment, I remember him telling me the truth, which was like, I'm not up to the task or I'm, I don't feel like 
I'm the guy for you. And I, what I didn't realize in that moment was he was actually being decent. He was becoming a really shitty boyfriend, you know, because he was lying to himself while we were together, pretending he could be in it that way. So when he told me the truth, I didn't necessarily want to hear it, but it did, you know, build some sort of weird trust though, you know, instead of him staying and pretending he was being honest with himself and then he was being honest with me. So I do appreciate that. And I think what I've experienced a lot of is a lot of people may not like me in the moment, but I know that they trust me. Mm, That's interesting. I tell the truth and I've always been a straight shooter, you know? So when people I've found when certain people don't, it's a pattern that when people don't necessarily want to be seen or tell, you know, the truth about something, maybe they haven't even worked that out. I don't think it's conscious. I don't think they're like, oh, I can't call Nina. I mean, sometimes, yeah. it is. but yeah. I think pe- there's an avoidance a lot of times because for, for people when they don't want to see the other person on the, when they don't want to be witnessed by the person on the other side, you know, and they can continue lying to themselves and that can, that can come off flaky. You know, this isn't just in my life. It's just what I've witnessed too in humans maybe you're avoiding someone or maybe you're not calling them back. And that's within your right, of course, as a person. But I think that the element of trust is interesting because often it's not about you. It's about them not wanting to, you know, come clean about something. Yeah. I I mean, I try when I'm doing that because I definitely will to call myself out and be like, it's fair if you don't want to talk to like I have a friend who anytime you mention something to her she's going to come at you with like 475 questions and that's cool it's great I appreciate her brain I'm not always in the mood for it you know or I'm not always she a lawyer <laughs> no but I think she missed her calling yeah for she would have been a great one yeah because but sometimes I think what she misses and I think it comes from a I think it comes from a good place for sure. But it's like, I don't know, sometimes I just want to be fucking excited about something or sometimes I'm just telling you an idea. I don't need you to ask me like, you know, or make me do like a PowerPoint presentation for its like viability you know it's it's, like it totally kills the boner yeah oh such a boner killer and I'm just like (laughs) you're and and it also I think starts to get make me get a little like riled up where I'm like does she think I'm an idiot does she think I've not thought about this stuff which is all my shit you know like I'm I'm, that's not what's happening and I've learned I just have to be like oof I totally relate to that yeah like I have to just be like hi I appreciate you're demonstrating that you care but I don't I'm not in the Q&A phase yet you know I've just had to learn to like be more honest It's interesting, though, what you like, I think that that's a valid point. I do struggle to like trust again, for sure. But I think some of what relates to that is often when trust is broken, people don't want to look at it. And that is a big, big thing for me that goes all the way back to my childhood. Like most of our wounds we deal with as adults where there was a lot of broken trust and it would never be dealt with you know it would just be like oh let's just you know kind of wait until the energy dissipates or let's you know a lot of 
avoidance, a lot of denial, a lot of that stuff. So I think for me, it became a real survival tactic. If someone wasn't trustworthy, I was just like, bye, you know, and I had to learn as an adult, like that also is, doesn't always serve me, you know? And I mean, if you want to have meaningful relationships with people, you need to to know how to repair trust. You know, you need to learn how to trust again. But I do have a hard time with that if we can't talk about like what happened, you know? Yeah. And people hate that. They don't want to talk about it, you know? And I'm like, you know, like that's, that's, that's a deal breaker. Yeah. I mean, personally, that's a deal breaker for me. I'm very forgiving and I can rebuild, but I need clear communication about what happened. And I also need accountability. Yes. Yes. Accountability. I mean, you and I both had papas that, you know, drank too much. And I think that that also plays a part in it where for me, there was like never any accountability about that. Well, I didn't know my dad drank. (laughs) It's not that it's... I know it's not that it's funny, but the way you said it is just like, uh, you know, you know, I like to a little preteen, Nina, I feel like came out. I didn't know my dad drank. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if I've told this story here. I think I have when he collapsed in the kitchen. That's how I found out. And I was out of college. Like I brought my boyfriend over to a dinner and he kept telling the same story. And I was like, yeah, I've already heard the story, dad. But, But he always did that. And then I was like, he seems a little yeah fucked up and then I just heard a crash in the kitchen and I was like what the fuck and I went in and he was laid out and he he got a little defensive you know obviously and was like nothing's wrong because I pulled him (laughs) aside and I was like what's up to his credit I think it was not even a week had gone by and he called me I mean obviously it was a long time coming my dad didn't live he lived in New York but then he moved to LA when I was a teenager for a long time, like, uh, I mean, 13, he came back when I was 19, which are very formative years, you know, yeah. I'm like, he got back and I was like, Hey bro, like high I five thoughts on that choice. Yeah. Same. I mean, I was in college by the time he went, he came back. It's taken me a lot to, you know, still working on it, rebuild trust after that, because I was like, yeah, remember the time that I was like, a suicidal teenager and you took a job elsewhere. Yeah. And you like, peaced across out the country, <laughs> like, except for I didn't say it that nicely, but you know, yeah. for, for a long time, it, that definitely bled into obviously my issues with men, which by the way, I had no idea I had those <laughs> until, <laughs> until I was like, Oh my God. I felt like I woke up one morning and was like, I have daddy issues. Like what is happening? But, you know, taking accountability for how I trust other people or don't was a huge part of my healing and growth and, you know, mending fences or whatever, because people can break your heart all fucking day long and they will, you know, people lie to themselves, lie to you. But at some point, what I don't know how your parents were, but I have a big trigger point when it comes to victim mentality. And that's a a, huge fan. It's like not on the top of my list of qualities, (laughs) but I was so focused and still am on not being in that state of mind. You know? Yeah. Sometimes we are actually victims of things, right? 
Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I mean, my therapist would say all the time when I first started saying her, like, well, you were a victim, you were a victim, you were like a victim of or whatever. And I was like, I'm not a victim. I'm not a victim. You know, I, and I had go, gone so far the other direction that I wasn't really like feeling same anything, you know, like I wasn't really feeling the enormity of any experience. So yeah, you can definitely try not to fall into victimhood. You can like go the other way and like deny your experience. But so I grew up Catholic and my mom, who, you know, is a real, real weirdo, grew up in the South going to mass she would walk up the hill and go to the Catholic church and then join her family to go to the Methodist church after. And as soon as she turned 18, she converted to Catholicism and what a rebel. Yeah. I, it's so weird to me, but like what, you know, so my dad supposedly converted like in the Navy or something, but I said to my mom, I was like, I fully think dad lied to you just to, you know, because she wanted to get married in the Catholic Church. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm that. And she's like, oh, my God, you're probably right. And I was like, because, I mean, the Catholic Church kind of like, you know, keeps track of everything. At this point, I would say, um, I mean, like, I don't care enough to say, like, I'm not Catholic, you know, but I don't even know. I mean, thankfully for me, I didn't go to Catholic school. I feel like I got just enough Catholicism to be into, like, the Latin and all the ritual, but not enough to, like, be scarred emotionally from it. What, did you just, like, drop in for five seconds? I mean, I think I did. I mean, moving to, well, moving to England, there's not a lot of Catholic churches. There was, you know, like, one we went to occasionally, but, like, it's Church of England. So I kind of lucked out by just moving that my mom was like oh it's going to be really hard to like keep up the same level of Catholicism here and my dad was like what's that sleeping on Sundays okay you know like it just sort of fell off but I do believe in God and this is something that you and I have talked about but like a, a little a bit dude God like a Catholic God like a God no. that hates gay people I don't know not. what I think I don't well that's my thing with religion like religion's man-made you know so I don't believe in any of that like I think the bible was the first like channeled work of art you know like right do you think the bible is real real in the sense of I think it's some kind of collected stories do I think it's a documentary they wrote like no (laughs) (laughs) but like I mean if you look in like the Quran like they mention Jesus like there's all this overlap of like do I think there were some of these people on the earth at some point and people were taking notice? Yes. You know, but like, a lot's been do taken I believe out of context. in the son of God? Like, I don't know. That's when it starts to Do you believe you're really... in the body of whatever? Or do you believe well, that's what's eating like the body funny... of Christ? I don't well, know. I'm that's sorry. What, I mean, I that's what's hilarious to me. These people will debate like abortion and like rights and then are like, that's right. I take the body of Christ and drink his yeah, blood it's like, every it's Sunday. A, it's like it's a chip. Like, it's like, what? You know, like uh, somebody made some joke on Twitter, though, that was cracking me that up. That was like, by 2023, we'll be able to post me communion wafers. <laughs> I was like, that would be really funny. But I do think believing in something larger than myself helps me trust and helps me trust life. Like, I think at this point, I like to rile my mom up. I tell her I'm a pagan. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I mean, I do believe like, you know, one of my very good friends is Hindu and I've learned a lot about Hinduism and I've been reading a lot about Buddhism lately and all this stuff. And I find it, it makes some, I mean, look at what we do for a living, like look at tarot and stuff. Like I, I understand the appeal of religion in terms of this system that people claims tells you what life is, how to live it and what to expect. <laughs> like I get the appeal of that, you know, like I get the appeal of something that sort of says, if you'll do things this way, we promise you a good life, you know? And if it's not good in this one, don't worry. You have the eternal life. Like that's a pretty sexy promise you know but I do when I think about like if you really sit and think about for a second we're recording this podcast and then like zoom out and think about like what earth looks like and like we're on a rock floating through like space is insane to me like there has to be something that created that like I think in terms of God God's whatever it's something that's beyond a human brain's comprehension I just don't think you get to know until you you check out That's until you die. Then you get the you know get to know what it is. But believing in something bigger than myself, you know, like whether you want to call it nature, the planet, God, whatever, I think helps me trust when I feel. I don't know. Maybe when I have like an existential crisis or I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Or what am I doing here? I'm like, you know what? It's a miracle. Any of us are how magical anything is on this planet in life. Yeah, I think I agree. I, I have a very strong distrust of organized religion of any kind, but I believe and always have believed in something bigger. You know, I just don't, I don't understand the value personally. And beyond that, I think it's dangerous to subscribe to any limited way of thinking, you know, in terms of, you know, who's controlling this, like we, you can do this and you can do that. And it's, it's just, I don't find it in any way believable, number one, but I also find it dangerous. So, but as far as trust in the universe, you know, how do you cultivate that? How do you tap into that? I think it's things that are from, you know, vary from really small, like learning how to breathe. There, There's something so powerful about connecting to the rhythms of nature when you're breathing or just being in like so embodied and so centered when you're taking deep, full breaths that makes me feel like I'm zooming out a little bit because we can get so stuck in just the moment. We're not hearing other people or we're worrying about something that that's a small way. I like to just connect to something bigger. Also looking at my child always helps me be like, well, something's happening because I also know in my body that he and trust that he is here for me and I'm here for him. You know, like there's a reason why we're deeply connected. He's starting to say things too that are like that. I know he, we haven't taught him and just make me believe that he's been here before and that we know each other and things like that. But I feel like that also helps in when you're, when you're going through, when we are going through a pain of like a a breakup or a friendship or something doesn't work out in career, just trusting in, what's meant for you will not pass you by, you know? And sometimes that's very, really, very, truly, deeply hard to believe, especially when it 
you know, there's so many people out there who are suffering. And I really wanted to talk about this too. How do we trust in our highest good or a greater power? Like how do people look around, right? And are like, no, some like God is good. You know, I believe that in whatever form, but then why are people homeless? Why are people starving? Why does war keep happening? Why cannot, why can't we get our shit straight? You know, I think because they're humans, don't you? I don't know, because some of it just feels so fucking unfair, you know, like why in some countries, like, yes, humans, right? For sure. But where is like divine intervention? You know, like, haven't you been saved before? I know I have from my fucking self or like other humans, you know, like there was a, there was, I will never forget this. There was in high school, there was a, a boy and a girl who are I wasn't even really good friends with them at all, but I was friends with another girl who's like, let's go to this basketball game with them. I'm like, bitch, I don't watch basketball. Are we going to get drunk before? So we didn't go. And that night she was driving the car. The guy was in the front seat. She was going down a windy road. She crashed. He flew out of the car and he died and she lived and they were best friends. And I didn't talk about it. I wasn't like, I'm supposed to be in the car, like those disaster junkies. But I always thought about that in the back of my mind. Like, why didn't I go? You know, why there's something in you in those moments that's like, don't go that way or don't go to that party or blah, blah, blah. I believe that that is divine intervention in a lot of ways, but I don't understand. And I don't think I ever fully will why there are people in some places in the world who will never have enough food, have a stable government. (laughs) Neither do we bitches. We're this close to just totally crumbling. Well, I think there's this equate, like, I think some of it's that you can't only equate, it's like you, you can't just make the model, like, essentially the West, you know? Also, religions would say it's because we have free will, you know, which I think is also this, like, nice you know, little escape hatch that religion's built in of like, why isn't God or, you know, whatever available, like, you know, to to, to field, you know, complaints to the manager. And it's like, because you have free will, because, you know, after the seven days were done and God was resting after creating the universe, like they were done. And it's like, well, that's awfully convenient. But I think like I've been reading a lot of Buddhist philosophy that honestly, I don't really understand a lot of it because it's it's so incredibly complex in its simplicity. But essentially, a lot of it is like, you know, like your suffering comes from attachment and your suffering and like life is suffering. And that if you'll like release this idea that like life just has to be good, that releases so much like of your struggle with it. And I do think there's some truth to that. And then I was listening to the dailies episode that focused on the work of Dr. Pauline Boss, who really devoted her study and work to ambiguous loss and has a book that's just come out, especially because her it's she's like in her eighties. And I love that she's been working 
you know, for 60 years and her work is now like people, she's like super in demand because she sort of, you know, like because of her work around ambiguous loss and, and the pandemic and now people kind of being like, Oh, I'm, she believes that closure is a bit of a myth. And she's like, we give ourselves closure. Like it doesn't come from outside. And She's like, I think if we could learn to live, you know, rather than being like, why does this happen? Or why did this happen to me? Or, you know, like, why does this person get this? And da, 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 da. She's like, if we can learn to live in ambiguity and learn to embrace ambiguity, you know, we'll all be a lot ha- like happier versus like either this needs to happen or that needs that, you know, she's like this black and white is what causes us so much suffering. And is really interesting to me because like most of us are pretty committed to not suffering. I literally have a fire going and I'm under my electric blanket. Like I want to be a toasty bitch, you know, like my life is great. And yet I think of the ways in which if I would release attachment or I would just trust or I would whatever, how much like stress I could alleviate from my life, you know? you and I've talked about it off pod, but I've been talking or thinking a lot about expectations and how often I have these expectations that like, I haven't even acknowledged to myself, much less expressed to the other person. And then, you know, something doesn't happen or whatever. And I'm like, you know, wham, boo. And then I'm like, well, it's kind of on you because you have the expectation, you know? And I think for me, sometimes it's easier to like trust the universe or trust things or trust life or not fully convert into pessimism. When I remember there's no guarantee that everything's going to work out. You know, there is no guarantee. So like, what can I do to make myself okay in that? You know, there's no guarantee that we're going to make you know, tons of money and have the most love and all these things in our life. So what can we do if that doesn't happen? I think so many times like capitalism has told us to like trust capitalism and that's where we get confused. Capitalism isn't going to deliver happiness, you know, or, or what give you some, <laughs> or give you something to trust it, you know, it's not at Costco. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Fucking Costco. Oh, I fucking hate Costco. And I fucking hate. I don't use the word hate often. I hate Donald Trump and I hate Costco. Okay. I don't even like hate it. it. I just it's more it's just what like, is it? I don't understand. I love that you hate it and don't know what it is. No, I know. They sell bulk <laughs> mayonnaise and toilet paper and underwear. It makes no sense. I don't like it. I don't don't want I left it. When my brother is like, I'm going to Costco, do you need anything? And I'm like, where? Where would I put it? Like who he's like, well, I mean, don't you need toilet like paper? Children and like, he's like, don't you need toilet paper and paper towels? I was like, once again, where am I putting it? It's like, just it represents America's. I don't know if it's anywhere, but the United States, not America, United States obsession with like too much shit. Like you don't yeah. need twenty boxes of waffles. Like I guess to avoid. I mean, listen, to each their own. You love Costco, go forth, be in Costco. But, but it doesn't seem to have encouraged the best of what this country like has to simplifying. offer. Well, also, I, you know, something you're talking about in like trusting the kind of middle, you know, or finding ways to exist in, in the middle and ambiguity in maybe. I hate it, but it's it's freeing. And it's not the same as lowering your standards, you know, like it's not the same as 
being like, well, I guess life's going to kind of suck or be like yeah. gray. It's not. It's just, I think it's a lot about we don't know and coming back to that and and supporting ourselves minute to minute, not in an obsessive way, but just there's so many times throughout the day where we can slip into this kind of panic, right? Of I don't trust yes. this is going to happen. I don't know about that. And also in terms of trusting other people, when we don't express our expectations, which I don't think we should always necessarily do, but if we let it erode trust when somebody doesn't, you know, live up to some unspoken expectation that we have, that's on us, like you said, to be really honest with ourselves and see that trust is not also the same. We don't view trust the same, right? Something that you do that makes me feel like, oh, I don't know if I like that or that makes me kind of go back into my shell wouldn't bother Sally, you know? So I think perspective is also an important thing to be aware of or keep you know, what, maybe this is just a me thing, or maybe I need to take care of myself in this moment. Maybe this isn't a universal truth. Yeah. I also think sometimes like, you know, knowing what you want to trust in so badly can also help you know where you're vulnerable. I know for me, sometimes the places I wasn't willing to sort of comfort myself or look at my lack of trust or work on my trust is like, also where I kind of put myself in the path of people like, I wish I hadn't, or, you know, healers that were like, oh, I've got the answer or whatever, that some of what helps me about trying to embrace ambiguity is really realizing no one has it figured out. And like, nobody knows. And so the more that I can like, determine my own truth and what feels like trust to me or what feels like not trusting to me or whatever is, is super helpful as well. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, the amount of people that I was like, Oh my God, I think they have a quick fix for me. (laughs) Right. And if we really want something so bad, you know, yeah, you, then I think we'll settle often for, and turn off the alarms, right. Or ignore the call. Yep. I remember wanting this job at after I left the modeling industry. I was like, I want to work with kids. Like, that's what I want to do. And to your point, what I was really running toward was an answer to fill like this void, which, you know, I could have just obviously chosen to trust that what's next would reveal itself. But I was hyper-focused on this, this job with the Boys and Girls Club and I didn't get it. And I remember being crushed and embarrassed. Like this was a job that was, you know, as I thought at the time I was overqualified for, which by the way, I wasn't because I was not qualified in any way <laughs> to work in that, in that capacity Turns at all. I was, was like, uh, why can I not just qualified like, go, at all? No, like, no bitch, just because you like kids and went to college doesn't mean you can work here. <laughs> Like, sit the fuck down. Oh, my so, God. If that's not, like, if that's not desperation, like, I know that feel. if you're like, 
I love kids. Like, I could do this. Like I like ran to like butt fuck Brooklyn, right? I was just like, this is it. This is it. This is my ticket to freedom. And my whole body was like, I don't know if this is it. Like you don't even take the subway. You know, like how are you going to get whole here every like, day? Girl, like and, we're pumped. But oh, like. By the way, you're white. Like you don't have any perspective about what these children go through. Like knock, knock. But <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't get it, obviously. Thank God for me and those children. And. <laughs> And what then I was in a yoga class, I was on medical leave and I was in a yoga class and it was, you know, yoga had been a part of my life for a long time growing up with my mom, but I used to like really dismiss it and everything that she did, like pull cards and blah, 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 meditate. I was like, what's fucking weird. (laughs) But then I was walking out of a yoga class and it was a whole body really calm like you're meant to do this. And I was like, oh, that's different than the one in the Bronx or the, mm. in Brooklyn. I was like, um, okay. And that's when I found a training. I signed up. I was like, I will quit my job, but I need money to support myself. So I will quit my job, become a nanny because I was way more qualified for that and get another part-time job, which is exactly what I did, you know? And so I feel like calm, feeling that full body trust And knowing that it's related very closely to calmness has changed my life in so many ways because I used to think it was chaos or excitement, which is very different. Like when Anna and I partnered, you know, this is a big relationship in my life, obviously. We've like now been officially together for over a year, right? Mm -hmm. No, February. Yeah. I was going to say like a fish Feb, but working together since... I want to since like August. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like we've, but I remember being excited about you, but not like that sweaty feeling, you know, when you get, when you're like, yes, you're like hopped up on something manic to be honest. It's totally manic. And that's if I'm manic, I know I'm like not trusting. It's a good, but I didn't used to know that. Me, oh no, I only learned that through a series of cataclysmic mistakes. Same I mean, days. so <laughs> like, but then it's all of the peaceful relationships or the really not total, it's not like we net we're just sitting in Zen constantly. But my husband, you like really true friendships, work stuff that I knew is like you know part of my purpose, all of that came with ease and calm in my body, and that's how I know when I can trust something or somebody, or I can't. Yeah. I often have to ask myself, like, is it a me thing or a them thing? Like if I'm nervous, is it's like, cause sometimes I just need a little bit of time or something like that. And I have to like call myself out and be like, this is a you think, you know? So like be kind or, you know, like don't give off the vibe that you don't trust this, like own that it's your issue a bit. Something you touched on that I wanted to come back to you because it's one of the biggest gifts that I think, tarot has given me and learning tarot is that anything that's in our best and highest can't miss us. Mm -hmm. And that's been one of the best things I've ever learned and probably one of the most painful because there's nothing like going through a breakup or something and being like, nothing in our best and highest can miss us. But why did he, you know, like there's, but he it, was excited. <laughs> I Bring him back. Sworn, I'll, do, I'll do anything. I could have sworn his dick was in my best <laughs> and highest. But that's 
something that also really comforts me or something that I guess has become a bit of a mantra or something that I come back to when I feel that trust or I feel something slipping, you know, I do believe in that. I believe in it because it's like, you know, part of why I wanted to come back to is that your story is so exactly that of like, I always say that, like, I think, you know, humans are incredibly psychic, like where we go wrong is our interpretation. Mm -hmm. And that like you, in my opinion, it's like using that example of you changing your career is it's like, you were right, you were you were getting the intel, something's got to change, you need to change, you need to quit this job or, you know, like, something's got to go. But then it's like, you're like, okay, I'm going to interpret it as this and I'm going to run, you know, and I'm going to forget about, you know, what my life is, who I really am as a person, what works for me. (laughs) Bye-bye, all gone, you know, but it's like, what a perfect example of that. This is like, you know, your story is of like, if you really want what's in your best and highest, like, that often means that thing that you're like desperate to like kind of hit your wagon to like <laughs> is often not going to like work out, you know, no. like that's often sort of the trick I think. And so for me now I have to like kind of hold it in both hands and be like, it's fair to be bummed. It's fair to be bummed. You didn't get the job. It's fair to be bummed about the breakup. It's fair to be bummed. Like, you know, Nina and I have some deals in place right now that we're really excited about, but also we're like doing all this stuff. I mean, talk about a trust exercise. We're like, let's not get to a ton of them. But like, Oh my God, this would be amazing. You know, it's like, how do you let yourself be human? How do you let yourself be excited or sad or devastated or whatever, but not, let it rob you trusting yeah and trust and I I mean that's where like I think Nina and I are lucky because we have strong Aries placements that like I think of that like Aries arrogance in a way of I'm like I'm not gonna let you I'm not gonna let you take that my life (laughs) yeah like you're not gonna take that from me nope it's helpful but like if you don't have that arrogance to like tap into when you need it if you're a Pisces (laughs) If you're Pisces, for example, and you're like, <laughs> and you're just underwater just kinda, right now. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, oh my God, the feelings I have about my feelings. Where am I We're swimming? with you as, you know, also people with strong water places. We are with you. But I do think if I come back to like what I ultimately want and give a fuck about in my life is I want what is in my best and highest. Cause then I don't have any anxiety about keeping it or holding on to it. I'm allowed to just like freely exist with it in my life. Mm, Love that. Tattoo that on my body. Yeah. That's what I come back to. So if you're in the moment right now, like I have a lot of friends who like fertility stuff has been like completely fucked up by COVID and, you know, trying to continue treatments or whatever, you know, if you're going through something where it's just really hard to trust, I'm not saying like if things aren't working out, that's not in your best and highest or whatever, but feel your feels, but maybe just know you don't know like how the story plays right. out. It might not look the way you think it will. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I was thinking about it. You know, I don't, I don't have kids, don't have plans to have any in the, in the future and then read I this do. Like, I have plans for you to have kids. <laughs> it's true. Everybody, it's so funny. A lot of my friends do, and I appreciate that. For I don't force that on anybody, but I'm holding that vision for you specifically very I, tightly. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate it. 
And I was reading this article about all the, all these like COVID orphans. And oh my God, I, oh my God, Anna. Yeah. Yes. We had can't a good little, on orphans. I know. Had a good little weep about it, you know, and was like, oh my God, I hadn't even thought about that, Oof, you know? Yeah. But then they were talking about like how in some ways it's creating these beautiful possibilities because all these people who've been on waiting lists for adopting children that they're seeing an increase of people adopting older children, which we've never had before in our time, which I was like, oh, that's beautiful. See, that's what an the thing about being, journey this took me Totally. On. That's no. the thing about being human. You're like watching something destruct or die and then. There's, you know, that, was it Mr. Rogers? Like, look for the heroes. Look for the helpers. Look for the helpers. And I come back to that all the time because I usually just, you know, I've said this on the podcast, like, when I want to really fuck up my relationship with trust, I I look at the news and I'm like, people suck. I hate them all. (laughs) Why is everyone (laughs) evil? But I'm training myself to, you know, try to look at things that are involved surrounding helpers, right? People yeah. who swoop in people, because the truth is suffering will never end. It will be forever and ever and ever and ever. And I never want to be, nor could I be somebody that turns the world off or avoids what makes me uncomfortable or sad. Instead, I want to be someone who, you know, trusts and helps and is, fostering an environment for that for other people and i think that's when you feed something it grows right so the more you feed the trust the more it grows it doesn't mean you don't feel the other things like fear but or distrust but the more you feed it the more you become it it's true before we wrap up it's a big question but it really i think is kind of a yes or no do you believe in the inherent goodness of people oh man this is rough. I used to. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I think I do. I don't know. I even believe people made it really all, hard. But I believe in evil too. Like I believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, if there's good, then there's also bad, you know, like if there's, yeah, I you believe know. that most people can be, <laughs> but I think yeah. environment and media and, you know, toxic masculinity and et cetera. Like, yeah. I think our environment really fucks with us, but I think, you know, yes, deep down, I do believe that I will say, yes, I do. Same. I was thinking about how I do believe in the inherent good of people, but I think it's been a rough, I want to say since like 2015, really when it became obvious that Trump was like viable. Just put me into some other place because (laughs) that I think it also just showed me like things you can also trust or like people are going to be self-serving. Like, I think it also, to your point of like, look for the helpers it emboldened me to be like, be louder about that. You know, we have to be because the bullies or, you know, the narcissists or the racists are always going to be loud, you know, especially when given a, a green light. What if he just held a rally? This makes me literally want to just break shit and cry at the same time. And talking about January 6th and how people were being, you know, he can't even speak like proper fucking English Ugh, moron, yeah. but he was like, they're being held in places cause they were, you know, <laughs> trying to 
fight for their right. Like, whatever. He's so stupid. But I wish that wasn't such an accurate impersonation. <laughs> so stupid. But we're right. Uh, so oh, God. We were right. We're still right. It's like, Ugh. but that's what makes me really question. Like, there's thousands of people at this rally. Like, yeah, you're right. You know? And that worries me. But I think, like, the pendulum will have to swing, right? You know, it will have to. But in the meantime, trust in good, be loud in your own way. And that's my hope and my ask for anybody listening is like, you know, be one of the good ones. Yeah. And if you're someone like me who trust is felt tricky, see if you can work on your self-trust first. Then when I rebuilt that, a lot changed for me. And I would, with people that you do, if you look at in your life and you're like, okay, like point blank, do you trust these people? And you're like, yes, like for all my neuroses, I trust them. Like push it a little bit there, you know, like when they're inviting you, I have some friends that have like hugely invited me out of my comfort zone. And when I went with it, like my world expanded and I learned how to trust a little bit more. So I Mm -hmm. would also. Great advice. You know, like people you really do know are your true blues, like they are safe for you. Like try pushing it a little bit there because I think it can be very like the Grinch in your heart starts to grow and and beat a little bit more. Yeah, I love that. Lean into that. Well, thanks for listening. And guys, if you wouldn't mind, please, if you can write and write a nice review it really <laughs> help us and i'm trusting that, that, it's o- <laughs> that it's okay to ask for help i'm trusting that even though it's very uncomfortable because i'm like i'll just write my own reviews <laughs> i know i i have yet to do that even though it is tempting and then i think our next episode is about avoidance which i was gonna say like if you want to talk you know if you want to share your thoughts but y'all won't hear this before we record it i think so no, you won't I don't want to send you. uh, And if you are voting for Donald Trump, don't. Okay, bye. (laughs) That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus. 